Welcome to episode 16 of Always Listening as we review Spontaneation. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel, and we are Always Listening. And uh, this week, as we discussed, uh, we are going to be reviewing Spontaneation with our good buddy, Paul F. Tompkins. He's uh, the hardest working man in podcasting. No, well, he's seen a lot of them. He's probably the hardest working man over at Earwolf. This one was suggested to us uh, by my good buddy Mike. So uh, thanks for uh, making the suggestion. And, no, Mike. Uh, no. Why not? Not thank you. You're not excited about Spontaneation. No. All right then. Well, we're we're going to get into it. The way we break down a podcast here on Always Listening is we talk about the but host not because it's a bad podcast. No, host likability, production values, audio quality, and the content itself. Uh, this is part of our ongoing listener appreciation trimester quarter. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know what it is. It's going on. It's a long time, folks. Uh, we will get to the to the end of it eventually, though. And uh, well, let's just get right into it. First of all, let's let's break this show down a little bit and give you the the hard statistics how long has this show been going on and how how often is it produced so it's a relatively new show it just started this year right which is oh hey the thrilling adventure hour is not going to make posts or new shows regularly i've had all this time throughout the week that this has been allotted to thrilling adventure hour for so long you know what why don't i just do thrilling adventure hour with a twist here's what gets me because i really enjoyed thrilling adventure hour and and this show i enjoyed but didn't love it as much as thrilling adventure hour i'm going to take the cynics view and he even sort of backs this up with what he's i listened to an interview with paul f topkins on the Wolf's Earwolf Den. show, yes, Wolf yep. Wolf Den, which is the Earwolf sort of behind the scenes uh, podcast, which is is actually quite good. I've listened to several episodes there, and I really enjoy that. But he says I was looking for less work. Effectively, he's like, I really liked the performance part of it. I didn't like all of the. It was so much effort to have a really polished and produced thing. And he he has fallen in love with improv over time because to him it, it it's a little easier. Not that it's an easy thing to do, and often you can fall flat as an improv artist. But he's good at it. It seems to come naturally to him. And he says it's easy work if you can get it. Pretty much. <laughs> so he, here's the deal. I. I actually like this format better than Thrilling Adventure Hour. I cannot agree with that, my friend. Uh, well, I feel like this is kind of like behind the curtain. They pull it back. You get to see how the sausage is made. I really like that it's that it's a really two-segment podcast. There is the interview portion and then the creative improv storytelling portion that I really like because it's like, so you know how we talk often that a lot of shows are real inside baseball, like Mabim Mabam, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. A lot of niche inside jokes, right? Well, the cool, what I thought was really cool about Spontaneous Nation is you get to be part of the joke from the very beginning and then get to see the payoff at the end. So, you get to hear the whole interview, and at the end, there's going to be inside jokes based off of that interview that you're already part of. That's a really good point. I had not thought about it in that 
in that light. But you're right. It, it's the it's the idea of inside jokes, but you get it in a self-contained way. That's that's very, very cool. So, again, I'll run down the stats real quick. You can find the show at Earwolf.com, uh, one of their many, many wonderful podcasts. Frequency, it's weekly. comes out every week. It's an hour to an hour and a half, depending upon the the rambling nature of the two segments of the show. And so let's get into it. Host-like ability is where it's going to start. We've already talked about Paul before when we talked about the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast. I love him. Like, I just I just love him. What do you think? I, fe- I like Paul F. Tompkins, too, and I figured out why. So I was reading an article about what makes a person charming. And there was a test done in Australia, a small test, but what they found was... To be charming has nothing really to do with how smart a person is or the IQ of a person. What makes a person charming is how quickly they're able to respond to to things, right? So quick response makes you more charming. And, and that's what I like about Paul F. Tompkins. And that's why he's charming. He's so quick. He can recall things pretty well. And he always has a follow-up. To, to whatever a person's talking about. Yeah, the the memory that you sort of talked about there, like the ability to bring it back is the thing to me. Like oftentimes in the middle of their improv, they'll come across something that was mentioned in the interview and I'm like, how do you even remember that unless you're making notes, unless you're literally jotting down notes and maybe some of the, okay, so it, it feels like the interview is pre-taped, but it's not because the the guest for the interview is present for the improv. It's all like they literally right. shuffle yeah. around right there in the room. So it's all a live event uh, or live for the people who are involved at least. So you got like that little mini audience. But that says to me that perhaps the people who are guests to do the improv but not taking place in the interview, maybe they literally are jotting down, hey, here's a a line or a story idea that I'm going to incorporate later. I wonder if there's not any writing done. Well, I don't think think every – On the scene, so to speak. I don't think every episode is done live. I don't think every episode is done for an audience. Although there was an episode with – Oh, good Lord. What is his name? Bruce McCullough of Kids in the Hall fame, right? Who I love. I love Kids in the Hall like Bruce McCullough. The interview was was great, except there are two girls giggling and laughing at what has to be physical gestures or stuff going on that for someone who is only listening to it audibly can't see right? So we don't get it. And it seems like these people are laughing and giggling in places that aren't really funny and dude, they do it throughout the whole interview, and it is so annoying and almost unbearable. While that's not done for a live full audience, there were people in the room that were ruining the show. <laughs> uh, but that's that's what I'm talking about. Like even when there's not a a real audience. There are many people in the yeah. room. There's all yes. of the improv artists. There's the guest for the interview. There's Paul himself. There's probably a couple of audio engineers or, or you know, like assistants or something like that. So there's like a handful of people that are live yes. reacting to the humorous things that yes. they do. There's and a, sometimes, always laughter. And sometimes they are really doing it at the largo in front of a large audience. Yes. So we've transitioned a little bit into audio quality here. But I, I would say in general, for any podcast that we've listened to with the number of people represented on this one, the audio is not bad like anytime you get that many people it's it's you're going to have issues arise but i don't there wasn't a single episode that i heard that i was like 
this is so bad that I want to turn it off or so bad that I need to give it a knock. There were individual lines or words that I lost because of surrounding issues or audio quality or somebody's not facing the mic. But I overall, the audio quality wasn't a negative for me. So one of the things that we have already discussed about, you know, truly what what can be aggravating when it comes to audio quality is when there is something recorded at a high quality and something recorded at a low quality, they're intermingling and mixing. So the cool thing about this one is there's the interview portion where they're recorded at the same level. And then there's the skit portion that is also recorded at the same level, although both segments aren't necessarily always recorded at the same quality, but because they're split up and blocked off, it's not that big of a deal. Yes. It's um, internally consistent, I guess. Yeah, is the, yeah. 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 In the segments, it's consistent. The audio is consistent. Anyway, the, I, I'm fine with the audio. Let's uh, move on to the production values. Okay. The most notable thing about this podcast to me is the fact that the entire thing is scored live with musical accompaniment. There's a guy on a piano in the room with them, and he's playing the piano along with the things that happen. Maybe. Or it could just be – I mean, do you see the guy? I don't know. Well, I don't really see there. the guy, but they're like they have jokes back and forth. And again, Paul uh, referenced this on the Wolf Den episode where he talked about the that sprung out of just a, a, an offhanded thing that happened one day. The idea of him doing that monologue and the live underscoring that was a thing that had happened previously, sort of on accident, and they maintained it because they realized it. it no, it well. doesn't. It doesn't work. It's my least favorite part of the show. Oh, I love it. I, no, I've the, got a, the I've got whole monologue beginning is so hit or miss. Like, it, I don't like it at all. Here's here's one time when it really, really worked. Okay, this is from episode three. It's right towards the very beginning in that opening monologue. So it's like four, almost five minutes into the, the uh, podcast. And he introduces, he gives a nod to the piano player and explains the situation and, and how this piano is playing in the background. And I love this line. You know what the story is. This is Spontaneation. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. Playing the piano, forte, is Eben Schletter. That's him saying hello. <laughs> He's just a sentient piano. That's all he is. I get, you know, I named that piano so people wouldn't get freaked out. But if you were in here right now, you would see not a player piano, like from the Old West. You would just see a piano, a grand piano, that's just sitting there all by itself that has grown hands and forearms from, you know, underneath the keyboard, obviously, and is sort of reaching over the top <laughs> as if it's trying to get, like, pull itself, like a, a person trying to pull itself up. Yep. Sorry for referring to a person as it. This is... <laughs> I'm having trouble staying on track. Anyway... I think the reason they had those player pianos in the Old West is because they kept shooting piano players. Um, and it's not because people didn't like the music. It's because Old West piano players would do that thing when there was a fight and they would play faster, like start getting jaunty like that, right? And then after a while, I think gunfighters were like, I think you're being sarcastic and you're trying to make this into an entertainment as if people are going to be fooled like, oh, is it a show? No. Clearly, it's a fight to the death with weapons. And I think gunfighters 
probably had a meeting. Hey, have you ever no Hey, you ever noticed that piano player? He gets all fast when we's having a gunfight over nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it. That's the other gunfighter. What you reckon we ought to do? I say we shoot that guy like we solve all of our problems. Hey, remember when I couldn't get that picture hung up in the saloon? And so what I do? You shot that picture. That's right, I did. It's satisfying. Okay. All those listeners are gone? Great. Guys, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for being the real listeners. <laughs> One of the things, speaking to production value, that I really, really, really appreciated him doing is so sometimes the story, sometimes the um, improv section of the episode, you're going to have certain sounders that mean certain things. And unless you listen to a show generally every week, that's an inside thing that sometimes you'll miss or may take a couple of listens, a couple of episodes to get the hang of. But he does this. He incorporates the sounders to help the storyteller tell from the, the the viewpoint of past, present, and future, and he explains it right here. Maria, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Let me explain to you what the f*** is going to happen. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to use Patrick's location. We're going to tell this story, and uh, the story will involve many different characters. It'll involve many different uh, 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 times uh things will be happening in the past in the future in the present those are the three now how do we get to those times how do you know how do you the audience know when we're going backwards forwards in time when something's happening at the same time i please stop let's say we're in the middle of uh our story and something is happening at the exact same time you will hear this sound effect that means cut to let's say Someone's having a memory and they're going to tell the story of a thing that happened in the past. You will hear this flashback sound. Guys, it don't get much flashbackier than that. Let's say we need to return to the present day or to go into the future. You will hear this sound effect. As long as the task manager doesn't come up on the tablet <laughs> and get in my way, which is what just happened. <laughs> Spontaneation, you guys. <laughs> All right. You know the sound effects. And now it's time to tell our story. We begin with our location submitted by Padgett Brewster. And it is short, sweet, right to the point. Science fair. So that's really cool that going into it, I'm I am being brought into brought into that improv. Like I know the secret. I know the the little tricks that they're doing. And not every podcast will do that sort of thing. Will give you that lead in. So I really appreciate it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it made me think of like you know a game show almost. Like we're going into this segment, and I need to tell you the rules of the game show beforehand. With whose line is it anyway? At the beginning, they're like, "This is the game where the points don't matter, and it's all made up." You know, or whatever. Like you just you a little 
boilerplate information and maybe it just washes over you. Maybe you don't even really recognize it, but you do have that information there in every episode. I like that he does it skillfully. So, Joel, we've talked about production value, audio quality, host likability, and we've touched on content. Uh, A question that I have for you uh, when it comes to content, did it work for you? Did the, the, the way that they try to construct this podcast with the interview and then immediately following it up with the improv portion of the show based around that interview, did it work for you? Sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. It's very hit and miss. And I think that goes probably for all improv. My general feeling on this is I would love for this to be the first part of the effort to make this podcast. And there was a second half of it that involved a team that goes through an edited to get to the point <laughs> but they can't but that's the, that goes completely against the point of him doing this project no i'm aware i'm aware the whole point is for it not to be a lot of a lot of effort to come and just to play and have a good time and there is definitely a space for this there are there are people there is an audience that really loves this particular thing and this will be perfect for them i enjoyed it quite a good deal and at times it, they really nailed it for instance this is a good example of how the sort of like open air flow let's just take our time and let things go where they go and don't worry about the clock so to speak this is an example of where it really worked they're introducing your improv guests so at the start of the second segment we've gone through the whole interview section we're now into the improv section or about to be and they're interviewing the guests and he gives them all like a little like an opportunity not necessarily to plug what they're doing because that comes at the end but it's like and now we have this person and tell us a bit about yourself or like say hello to the audience kind of thing and there was a really funny moment in episode this is in episode nine about 30 minutes in or so they introduce this one guest and i can't remember her name but it's it's a female comedian and i love the way that she introduced herself so check this out I am delighted to welcome back, making her, se- <laughs> making her second appearance, and very improved posture. Congratulations. Uh, she is on season, it's season two, right? This is the second season of FX's Married. Please welcome the delightful Sarah Burns. Hello. Sarah, th- she gave a little wave that you could not see, but it was very presentational. Mm-hmm. Sarah, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Uh, I know you're very busy these days. I'm glad I was able to uh, track you down and you were able to make time for us. Gosh, yes, yeah, real bear. <laughs> Thank how, you. How's it going on Married? It's going the TV great. Show. It's great. It's super. It's such a cool group of people. I'm, it's a I'm, cool it's group great. of people. It's like all best friends all the time, constantly texting and having slumber parties. CG of P. Oh, my word. That's right. <laughs> now, are you drunk or sober right now? Really wasted. Okay. A little coked out, so I'm kind of got my levels in a good spot. And that I'm is heavily new for medicated you. just in life. So, yeah. When did oh, you get into cocaine? Uh, just recently. You know, kind of feeling frisky because it's the spring, and right. I thought I'd just blow a bunch of rails. It's a wonderful springtime drug. It is. It's a good, it's like yeah. an out and about drug. So <laughs> I just <laughs> kick my heels and snort up my coke. Right? Could be mm-hmm. smelling flowers and also doing some lines. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that one just nailed, like the, the, that's a good example, and it wouldn't be in there if we were racing time. If if we were thinking, okay, the interview has to be 22 minutes exactly or 25 minutes at the most, and then our improv segment can only be 30 minutes long, you'd be rushing, you know, and you wouldn't get to what in that moment was one of the funniest parts of that episode. I decided to highlight how it kind of works from here's an interview, taking content from that interview with a guest, a special guest, Although if you have a guest every week, I don't think it's that special. 
But every <laughs> week it's the special guest. So they're taking a they're taking content from that interview and incorporating the content into the improv. This is a little crude, folks. So you're going to hear balls a lot. But it was an easy one for me to to clip because it's contained pretty well. So the first part of this uh, this uh, sound bite is going to be taken directly from the interview in episode 17. It's going to be immediately followed with a clip also from episode 17, but from the improv storytelling portion of it. Exposure. Exposure, yeah. Yes. I don't think you're supposed to do that. To no, I don't think so. No, Nobody's kids. <laughs> Not even. Although my dad did have a pair <laughs> of shorts kids. when I was young. Uh, my dad, I'm sure he still has these shorts. Uh, he had, uh, and I'm sure they were his dad's shorts. Some Something made in Bermuda bespoke I mean, bathing what, suit shorts. What can you do? Family shorts. With like a tiki pad. I can't remember yeah. what. But, you know, nice looking shorts. Bark cloth maybe. But too short. And so his balls would hang out. Oh dear! Oh dear! But he didn't—he wasn't trying to be gross. No. My brother and I would be like, "Dad, your balls!" You know, trying trying to get him to tuck his balls back. What would his reaction be? He'd be like, "It's fine. They're natural." You know, he he would tuck it, but he didn't want to be. I think he's funny. I think it's funny. I mean, he didn't want to give you guys a sense that this was that the human body was was disgusting, as disgusting as it actually is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, did you did you forget my name? Did you want to reset? <laughs> yes. Well, the duck's dead. Oh, uh, Tim Gunn. <laughs> oh, hello. Ooh, Tim, look Gunn. at you. Oh, I've changed into my evening shorts. Oh, yes. Um, were those a, a family heirloom? Yes, they were. They've been in the family for many years. Yes, well. They're merely tatters by now. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of family heirlooms, I can see yours. Oh, dad, uh, you're bald. You're bald, Dad. So you're sorry. Oh. Perhaps I put it too delicately. You know, I know we all get embarrassed over things like balls, but it's just the human body. And as a science teacher, I think those things are beautiful. You think my dad's balls are beautiful? <laughs> yes, Meredith, I do. I wish my mom did. So there you go. You've got you've got the guest telling. She's telling like an embarrassing story, kind of from her childhood, where her her dad would wear shorts that are too short, and then how that impacted the storytelling aspect of when all of a sudden Tim Gunn shows up uh, to their house while they're working on a science fair project. <laughs> yeah, this show goes weird places, it man. It goes very weird this places. It goes very, very strange places. All right, so I, I'm getting the feeling that you and I are both pretty much in the same place. Lots of interesting ideas, lots of talented people, lots of funny stuff. But it is so hit and miss, yeah. so uneven, yeah. and just it does it doesn't feel like a finished product to me. It feels like kind of a thing that will evolve into something else. Maybe, but I mean the whole. I mean, know, I the know whole that's point of the project, right? So it's kind of like it's hard to poo-poo the point of the project, but it's also something great to have for the people who are such fans of the thrilling adventure hour to be able to have this to listen to, to have this in your back pocket, and to fall back on. If you happen to ever finish the entire canon of Thrilling Adventure Hour. And it's also kind of cool to see the improv, the storytelling coming out of the interview because it's not going to be 
you know, the Thrilling Adventure Hour kind of came to be like the same four type shows, right? These same characters week in and week out. So it's kind of cool to see new things happening, new things going on. Do you uh, do you have any don't miss moments to share that we haven't already covered? You know what? For this one, I didn't. I feel pretty guilty of having balls on here as much as balls are being said. So it's all right. I, I've got a good one, uh, and this one is only slightly less offensive than yours, I would say, because it is a good example of how this show can really go anywhere. It's from episode thirty. It's about an hour and five minutes in or so. And it is, well, it's the summation of a story that involves a ventriloquist dummy of Michael Jackson come to life. This isn't my ring. Huh? Michael Jackson. I need my ring back if I'm ever going to win back the love of my wife. All right, but I should tell you, if I give you this ring back, we're all just going to return to being old puppets. Maybe, maybe... Well, it's not much of a... Because you're either going to die on a flagpole... Yeah, exactly. ...or go back to being puppets. We're either going to be sentient puppets that die on a flagpole. That, that's horrible, by the way. We burned <laughs> it alive. It was your idea. It wasn't my But idea. you went along with I it. Mean, I mean, for the greater good, you know? <laughs> that's what Michael Jackson's all about. I know. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I Is mean, that so? Do you not remember the story? There's a couple other things, I guess. <laughs> but look, given the choice between... Burning alive, or quote unquote alive, or becoming a just a regular old non sentient puppet. I guess I'd rather just be a puppet. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna reach inside you now. I need you to. I need you to promise me. What? You're gonna take this ring and you're gonna make things right with your wife. We'll see. Maybe get an act. We'll see. <laughs> what kind of a deal is this? So that is our review of. Spontaneation with Paul F. Tompkins. Again, you can check it out by going to earwolf.com and searching for Spontaneation or Paul F. Tompkins. Josh, anything else to add there? Uh, no, man, I'm good on Spontaneation. Is it something that you would recommend? Yeah, I mean, it, it's again, it's going to be one of the ones that I keep in my back pocket for a certain type of person. I got a lot of improv buddies, for one thing, and I think a lot of them will love this. I got a lot of buddies that love, you know, At Midnight and uh, Comedy Bang Bang and things like that. And again, like, if they don't know about this, uh, but they like Paul F. Tompkins, this is a thing for them. I think this is how I'd approach it. If I uh, were talking to somebody, it'd be like, oh, hey, you like Paul F. Tompkins? Well, have you uh, listened to the Thrilling Adventure Hour? And if they say, yeah, I love it, it's a great show, then I'll be like, hey, well, you should check out Spontaneous Nation. But if I say, hey, have you listened to Thrilling Adventure? And they go, no, I'll say, that's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll agree with that. All right, let's get to listener feedback. Ooh. All right, so this comes from uh, Jonathan Oaks uh, on our uh, Facebook group. You can search for us. On Facebook, always listening podcast enthusiast group. Jonathan Oaks, of course, is the host and creator of Trivial Warfare alongside Chris Hollister. And uh, here's what he says. Warm it up, Chris. That's right. Uh, Jonathan says, I started listening to the Memory Palace this week. Oh, my goodness. It's flat out amazing. I love it. And Claire Tanner backs him up, says, right? Question mark, exclamation point. Uh, it's on my list. John, uh, Josh, have you listened to The Memory Palace? I have not. We we talked about this show a few months ago, uh, but I think we talked about it while we were doing um, maybe, oh, good Lord, what is it? Um, the Kitchen Sisters. 
Fugitive Waves. Fugitive Waves. I think this kind of came up while we were doing Fugitive Waves, and it's a show that we want to um, review, but we felt like it was too close, so we were putting it off. And yes, that is a show we will definitely, definitely get to. Yeah, it's on the list. Uh, Also, this comes from Amanda Sponstra on the Facebook group. She says, I am proclaiming myself a female lore podcast fan. And I was introduced to it by a female coworker. I have at least four lady friends who like it as well. I'm also into serial killers and weird medical <laughs> history. <laughs> that's <laughs> that information could that's perhaps a, come before. Yeah, that's the a that's a confession. That's that's a weird confession to make. Uh, I suggest you review Max Fun's podcast featuring Justin McElroy no. of Mabimba no. Bam and his no. doctor wife Sidney. Sawbones? Sawbones. Yeah, no. A marital tour through misguided medicine. It's about the various ways people have practiced medicine throughout the ages, often with terrifying practices, but hilariously told because McElroy's are involved. I answered her back. I, I said, thanks for the feedback and the suggestion, Amanda. Welcome to the group. Sawbones is on the list, but I'm worried I'm going to be a fraidy cat about some of their discussions, just like I was about lore. Icky body stuff gets me sometimes. I am, however, down for the McElroy's, so... I will gladly push for its review am, at some point. I am in the not down with the McElroys. I you say that, and yet you love Mabimba Bam. The fact that you don't listen to it right now doesn't mean you don't love it. You love it. It's there. I actually listened to Candle Nights. So like I'm. Did gonna, you? Oh, you yeah, did. I'm, oh yeah. man, I haven't listened to Candle Nights yet. I'm way behind. But I am. I, I have. I have so devoted myself to so many other podcasts lately that I. I have got a, a buildup of uh, Mabimba Bam. But I'm. I'm catching up slowly, but surely. I just. I f- Man, I feel like they have their hands in so many pots, man. I uh, they 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 I'm they a hustler, baby. I would I would think that they just from, wanted you to know. I would <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I think that the McLory brothers between the three of them I don't think this is too far of an exaggeration. Probably have seven podcasts. I yeah, I think it's pretty I mean, it, yeah, it's probably close to I that. I mean, it's really probably four, but I'm going to say seven. Overall, it's it's pretty close with spinoffs and everything, maybe. I don't know. All right. uh, That is another review in the books, folks. Uh, This week's a big one for us. We're going to have three episodes for you as we've got a review of A Spontaneous Nation. You've already heard coming up soon, a review of Harlan Highway. And in between, you're going to get our special Christmas episode uh, where not only did Josh and I give you our suggestions for a podcast we're going to be giving away for Christmas, but we've got some special guests as well along for the ride. Stay tuned for that right here at alwayslisteningpod.com. Until our next episode, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are Always Listening. Listening is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find more great reviews and our full list of episodes by searching for Always Listening in iTunes or Stitcher. Or go to blogtalkradio.com slash always listening pod. Find us on Facebook and Twitter as well, Always Listening Pod, and email the show, always listening pod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Enough by Bethany Rayburn.
two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.